broadcasting around the world on International Shortwave and on the Radio Disclosure Radio Network. I'm your host tonight, Matt Aaron. I bid you good evening, good morning, wherever you may be in our universe. Boy, we have a show for you tonight. You know that little tease I do at the end of the show where I ask people to disclose something or give us tips? Well, this is directly off of our tip line tonight, and I think our guest tonight might leave you with goosebumps. I'd like to welcome Kimberly O'Connor. Did I say your name correctly? You did. And I, I'm the world's worst with names, and once I get a name locked in, and if I say it wrong one time, I, somebody can hit me with a cattle prod almost. But <laughs> anyways, my understanding is is you're an experiencer. You're, you're a writer that has upcoming events that uh, people need to be looking out for. And in addition to that, you've been experiencing paranormal from at a very, very early age. Um, before before we get started, there, there's one subject that I definitely do want to hit because it's definitely in the news. It's not just in the news. It's in mainstream news. It's in paranormal news. It's everywhere. And that's UFOs. And you have an abductee story that I think people need to hear. They, they need to hear just what's your perspective, what 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 you bring to the table. But before we get to that, I'd like you to introduce yourself, kind of tell people who you are, what it is that you do, what you, yeah. Okay, I'm Kimberly O'Connor. I'm a experiencer, abductee, whatever you want to label it. Um, I am a sensitive medium there's many labels uh there's a i've been dealing with the paranormal like you said for ever since i was very young seen my first being at the age of between three and four uh it was a robot like being and um i have uh also a star child what what beings up there? What is a star child? I've never heard of that before. A star child is a being that is uh, is a child that uh, basically that they that is I be, I guess a hybrid one would say that was taken from me. Oh my! That is. And I'm, there's many of us women. And I have to include men that because men and women have had things taken from them as well uh, were used for as incubators and um, to help uh, with the reproduction and repopulation or population of possibly this planet as well as others later. So I got I have to ask a, a and, and, and correct hit me if I'm getting too personal here is a female and a mother obviously you become attached to a child when you carry it you begin to have feelings for it um but the, the problem of it, the problem being is that i had uh i've lost five children two of which cannot be um accounted for and one of those two 
I was actually shown in a craft at one time. Oh, my. That's why I know for a fact that, you know, that's where she's at. So. And it was a girl. Okay. So I, I, I want to step back for a second because we just, we just went into the swimming pool off the diving board. Um, no, that, that that's okay. I mean, where do you start on, if you're going to describe this with somebody, where, where do you start on it's something hard. like this? I, I don't even know. I, I, you just got to begin and then questions begin and then you just take them from there as far as I'm concerned. There's so, really no start and begin or beginning or end. So I guess you, let, let's go with the most common story that you like to tell and the abduction experience let's start there let's i think that's a good starting point i don't know exactly when they began i just remember that they that i started having recalls of um seeing the first recall of a of uh of being in a craft would probably be in my early 20s and that um I was shown, it was probably after, I would say after my, my I lost uh, one of my twins. And I was shown a, a big room filled with, you know how they have those banquet tables? Mm-hmm. They, and there was like boxes, small boxes, like I would say, eight by 12 inch boxes filling each one of the tables. And there was just tables and tables and tables. And it looked like unanimated babies or little beings in there. They weren't moving or anything. And, um, and I remember, you know, seeing all of this. And then I remember looking to my left and there was huge vats. Like, I remember like, Let's say like at least four of them of like a yellow liquid with beings at different growth periods inside of them. So when people talk about this, they're not lying about this. I've seen it myself. And that was like one of my first memories of, you know, being like, you know, seeing things like that. But as far as being on the crafts, I've been on the crafts many times. And being, as far as being just right up in front, being like part of the crew, right up at the controls, being like part of the crew members. Wow. And I didn't tell, you know, a lot of this at the beginning because until me and this guy from um, Ireland contacted me when I first told my story in one of the MUFON groups, which that was a joke. But he contacted me later and said that there was one thing that he never told anybody. I said, yeah, there was one thing that I, you know, when I told my story that I never told anybody either. And we both typed it out at the exact same thing, at the exact same time, without ever saying a word to each other. And it was the exact same thing, word for word, that we were able to sit at the controls and we felt special that's why we never shared that with anybody because it sounds so ridiculous Mm -hmm. that nobody would believe us but it's truth and he said that he thought that we were possibly on the same craft even though i never 
I never recall ever seeing another human being except for one time um, on at, at any time did I ever see another human being on any of the times that I was on the crest, but once. To me, it, what's interesting is, is sitting back and thinking about your perspective on this. You are taken into this craft, into this situation. You have vivid memories of this. It's... it. Knowing... I got more questions. Medical doctors. When we come back from the break... I'm going to ask her about medical doctors and what medical doctors have had to say because I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm interested. Numbers 1-833-880-9899 if you want to join us. 1-833-880-9899. Kimberly O'Connor is our guest. This is Radio Disclosure. Welcome back to Radio Disclosure. Kimberly O'Connor's our guest. I'm telling you, this is, it's getting more and more interesting as we continue to talk with her. So we left off the, the story that you and another gentleman obviously were at the controls. You feel like you're on the same craft, but you never saw another human being on this craft. But the one question that I, that I wanted to ask you, you said you lost one of your twins. And there's probably medical evidence of that. And when you lose... Well, he was... Well, he was... Uh, that, uh, <laughs> They, when I say lose, like I, I mean he he died. That was one of the. Um, that was not one of the ones that is not able to be. How do you say? Accounted for. He was accounted for. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, every whenever I was pregnant, it was always I. When I would lose a child, it was three and a half. I was three and a half months in when. The pregnancy was, you know, the gone, you know, the two was just gone. There was no accounting for it. I went to the doctors. I had already been to the doctors, and they already established the fact that I was pregnant and how far along I was. Well, when I, when everything, you know, when I was no longer pregnant, I was, you know, bleeding and everything. I had to go to the back to the doctors. There was no sign of her being pregnant at that point, no. There's other stories that I've read about where there's young teens that experience the same thing that um, are virgins, and and they can't really explain it. Um, And are are you married? No, no. Okay. I was at the time. Okay, so you were at the time. How did your husband deal with... All of this strangeness. He thought I was crazy. He he thought I was crazy. He would not. There, there was nothing that I could say or do that was going to uh, make him believe anything I was saying. So 
I always had to keep everything to myself. I couldn't tell anybody. Nobody was listening. And at that point, this was back in the 80s. Nobody was, you couldn't talk about anything like that. Like I said, my family already thought, when I was eight years old, my mom and my stepdad wanted to have me committed when I was eight years old, you know, wanted me to see a, a, a shrink because I was able to talk to spirits and communicate. And I just thought it was, I thought everybody else could too. I was just different. So I learned to shut down. So I'm going to back up this again just for a second. So your first encounter, you said, was at two or three with a robotic. Three or four. Um, Yeah, three or four. Okay, three or four. And Mm -hmm. so you go through this experience. You know, at that time, your parents and your family thinks you're you've lost your marbles i guess um but i mean at that age it could just be an imaginary friend but at what point did it turn from that to something more when i was 10 i started actually i mean the spirit started actually showing up more often communication became more prevalent um other thing, you know, I, I, again, I had to keep everything to myself. There was no way that I could talk to anybody. Everybody thought I was crazy. What, and what, I'm not the only one. This happens, you know. What, what kind of information would these spirits share with you? It was just, I, I was, I learned to be alone. I, it was just, I, it was just, I don't, I don't remember clear back then, you know, what the community, what, communications was done but i mean at at 10 i remember that a friend of ours he owned a bar him and his family owned a bar which was basically around the corner from our house he committed suicide i was the first one to find out because it was at the end of my bed oh dear and uh, yeah and here i am covering my head with the sheet because i'm scared to death because it's I'm not. I'm no longer able to see them as just a figure. I'm now. I'm seeing him as almost a solid, and that's the first. That was the first for me. That's why it stands out so so strongly for me. And um, yeah, nobody nobody knew that I knew before they did. Before the phone call got to the house. Because it was a family friend, and my mom happened to have been working down there at the time. So and he was he was at the end of my bed for a month every night. I mean, we were friends. I was friends with his son, but he kind of took to me because I was like a loner. I I had a different type of family. My it was a weird it was an estranged family. Let's say. So I, I I guess he so why do you think he was visiting you in particular? Was there a message, a communication that he wanted to do, or was it just the familiarity? I think it's because uh he was like a father figure for me that I didn't have. Do you think he felt guilty that he left and he wanted to Maybe. It's interesting. Because he was there every night for like a month. And yeah, I was, I mean, it was different. It was different than what I had normally been seeing. So, your perspective of ghosts, 
other entities and such and UFOs and all that, Mm -hmm. is there a common thread here that you're seeing that most people do not? I think everything's linked. I think everything is full circle. Everything is connected. And I've seen this, you know, and me and other people talk about this all the time. Um, and this, this, we're, we would be going off, way off base if we start talking about this. Because it goes into, you know, do you believe in God? And, you know, what do you think God is? What do you think the angels are? It's not anything like what everybody thinks it is. Interesting. It's a whole different ballgame. So, but everything is full circle. Okay, so let, let's go back to the abduction experiences for a second. Okay. The 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 big abduction experience that you remember that I, I guess you said that was your first. But why are they these entities making alien human hybrids? From what I understand and what I've what um, messages that I've gotten is the simple fact that uh, apparently the technology that they use, the um, the battles that they fought, the fighting and everything, and what they use, like the um, nuclear power, the weapons and things like that, basically they're sterile. They can't reproduce. So by using by creating hybrids, they're going to be able to reproduce their own. They'll be able to strengthen their their own DNA. And then create their own. But they have to have a base. Somewhere to start. So right. so what's interesting to me is, is you go through ancient texts, and the Bible is the one that I'm the most familiar with. And, you know, you talk about, you know, the sons of God came to earth and begat children. Well, the sons of God is in italics. Uh, there's no translation to it. You had... right aliens and you had you had aliens and humans intermixing with with different genetic material and if you read within that section the reason why the great flood or noah's deluge or anything along those lines happened was because of the genetic manipulation of the human race it wasn't sin that's a huge misconception that i think that most churches try to throw out there it was a genetic manipulation of the human race, and we're constantly being tweaked. Our our DNA is constantly being tweaked. If you look at, and that's what evolution is. So, I I I have to ask this question. You say it's all connected. Um, do you believe in, Do you believe yourself in God? I believe that. I believe that there is. Gods. I believe there's a male and female God, and I believe it's all energy, uh, a mass energy. But I believe he is the God, as what everybody thinks, is alien. He would be, they would be alien to us, just as anybody else on the in the heavens are as well. I don't believe that he is like what we've been perceived to. Um, is shown through the Bible, and I believe, and I'm going to go off on a tangent, and I don't, you know, I don't care, because I, sometimes when I say something, it's not popular, and I can live with that, 
I don't believe that the Bible is as it's being presented. I believe it's a history book of the aliens that were here originally and the fight for the ownership of Earth. And I believe that they, I mean, they're talked as aliens are talked about and spoke of over a hundred times in the Bible. I did research and found this for myself. Oh, it's all over the Bible. It's all over the place. And if you really look at, at it, the technology, I mean, they did, I'm going to take Sodom and Gomorrah as a, as a very easy one to, um, to explain. They did not have the technology at that time to destroy a, a town like that. That had to have been nuclear power, weapons. To turn uh, Lot's wife into a pillar of salt, that had to have been vaporization. I mean, these things are just common. And when you, you went and they had found thick glass that um, through these, you know, in in the town, and only that could be created by highly um, heated uh, weapons. Right. Because it takes, I think it's 3,600 degrees to turn that to uh, um, glass. Yep. The sand to glass. So that that technology did not occur or did not live back then. That was not from this earth. Well, and then you start going through things like the Great Pyramids. You start going through how did they do all of this construction and know how to arrange it to true north and all these oh wow Kimberly O'Connor's our guest 1-833-880-9899 is the number the rabbit hole keeps getting deeper seems to be a common theme with us here on this show More when we come back. This is Radio Disclosure. Welcome back to Radio Disclosure. Kimberly O'Connor's our guest. The Bible, ancient UFOs, alien abductions. Hybrid babies. It's all connected. That's what she was saying. And we were discussing a little bit about the Bible. And Oh, wow. I mean, one of the things that, that, that sticks out to me in the Bible is Ezekiel's wheel, a wheel within a wheel that has lights around it. Then you've got the, the whole thing where, you know, Job, you know, I think it was the Chaldeans came and took all of his cattle with one beam of light instantly. Um, you have the dreaded nation of the Chaldeans that's in the book of Habakkuk that come from afar. Their horses are swifter than leopards. Oh, oh my. I mean, we can keep going. The, the sons of God who came and begat children and genetic manipulation of the human race was going on in ancient times. You've lived through that. You've lived through dealing with that genetic manipulation 
Um, you've had children taken from you. Do you um, do you mourn the loss of not actually being a mother to these children? I've lost five, so yeah. Considering they told me that there was a possibility I would never be able to um, have children, that was before I had the two that I now have. Um, when it, when I was, um, I would say my late teens, I remember going to the doctor and the doctor, you know, doing the regular tests, you know, female tests, asking me why I had so much scar tissue. I can't answer that. I don't know. You know, that was something that stuck out in my mind, too. I don't know. So when... When Everybody would mourn their, their children, especially if they, you know, especially knowing that if they can't have any more to start with, but you're always going to mourn your children. So I, I guess I, <laughs> I understand that, okay, so there's a race that, it, to me, it just feels so awful. It feels, um, I, I, I just, it's... It, I mean, I, I have a wife, we have three kids, and I couldn't imagine her living through that. And that is just something, the the there's got to be psychological. So I, I have to ask another question. Have you done any hypnosis at this point? No. No. Okay. I do spirit. I do spirit writing, and I go through things like that with myself. Um, but it's, and I know what your underlying question was. You know, it's psychologically, I think after a certain amount of time, you have to sit back and ask yourself, okay, what actually is going on, and you know, how do you get past this? Well, I guess. Uh, from what I understand, we all are, uh, well, not all, but it's a, it's a family, uh, uh, generational issue as far as those that are abductees. They only take like one or two from each generation. There's no reason to take all entire family and do testing and manipulation or examinations, especially if the DNA is the same. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're going to, you have to, and I guess this is my realization that helped me get past. Maybe, you know, if it's to help uh, the earth later on to be repopulated or whatever, I, that's the only thing that gets me through, literally. So, it's a, it's me, a... me and others being uh, a point or a part of reproducing or regenerating earth and maybe helping others as well that's a huge but burden it's not just one it's, but it's not just my burden it's everybody's burden actually because you know, just because somebody doesn't realize or remember that doesn't mean that it hasn't happened to them mm-hmm. so they just that just means they don't have recall so I'm going to, I'm going to ask another, another question. Do you have any memory of them harvesting stuff uh, from you or? Take- no, I don't. I don't. I really don't. 
Um, I've been asked that before. The only time that I remember even ever being examined is once. And I don't remember having any, you know, feeling them do that or anything. I just remember seeing uh, somebody that I knew that was very close to me beside me, and that was the only time that I ever seen another human um, aboard a craft with me, and that just uh, freaked me out. So if you were to give advice to someone who is living through this, that has felt alone, that is just now discovering, you know, this kind of thing, um, what would be your first advice to them to keep their sanity? That they're not alone. We've never been alone. We'll never be alone. There's always, I mean, you know, as much as people talk bad about social media, that's the one thing that I can honestly say that is very helpful in these kind of situations. Um, I give social media total credit for being able to um, have having a a podium to help others and a place to um, gain help, be able to speak about it. Um, talk about it and um, help others through as well as helping yourself. I mean, each day sometimes, you know, you remember something different. You're not going to remember everything at all, you know, all, you know, right away. Uh, memories um, come through sometimes, like bleed through, but they're not always going to, they don't always come at once. You're not, they're not going to give you everything as far as a total recall on everything. But you're not, you know, nobody's ever alone. Every, you know, each one of us has gone through uh, different segments and different experiences. Nobody's is all, uh, nobody's is the same. Nobody's going to experience the same. Nobody's going to feel the same or um, even have the same um, species to deal with. There's more than one. We deal with many. Look at all the many stars and um, planets that's out in the universe, and that's just within the one. So I wonder why Earth is so popular. I, from what I understand, it's a stop-off between other places. Uh, you're going to have to go deeper into that. I, don't, I have no idea what that means. It's like, you know, from going from one place to the other, you know, I don't know. Uh, that's a, a term that somebody used the other day. I mean, I don't even get that myself. I think Earth myself is probably the most beautiful planet there is out of the ones that we've seen. So have you yourself been to other planets or feel that you have? Yeah. I feel that I have, but I don't have recall of it. I just, uh, I've never, even as a child, I didn't feel that I belonged here. I was always looking out into the stars and knowing and feeling that there was something more than what we're seeing right here. I remember being in sixth grade and having to do a science report. And I remember at the very end saying that we would be fools to think that we would be the only ones of all these stars and planets in the universe. And I remember the teacher, the, the class was dead silent. The teacher went and got another teacher and made me reread it. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, I was, you're talking, 
this was back in the 70s, early 70s. So, yeah, um, I was ahead of the game there. I just knew that there's more to it. Well, I'll tell you, as we continue down this rabbit hole, the more information we get, and the more that I learn myself and hear from different people, there's a common thread in all this. Keep putting little pins in the board. 1-833-880-9899 if you want to join us. We'll be back. This is Radio Disclosure. Welcome back to Radio Disclosure. Kimberly O'Connor is our guest and I'll tell you. Rabbit hole definitely keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Kimberly, if people want to find you online, they want to know what you're up to, or you mentioned social media before, but how do they find you and how do they, if somebody wanted to get in contact with you and even talk with you, maybe you do or don't want that. um, um, How do they, how do they find you? Type in my name, Kimberly O'Connor, and I'm right there on Facebook. Um, they can get a hold of me at uh, not so not not so paranormal, which is my search name. I also have a couple of few writing pages that I do. Um, it's a, the one's a dark writing page. It's called This Rule of Darkness. And my main one is again in my own words, and the other one is Utopia Revisited. Okay. So we'll try to put those on our website so that way people can go up there and get them. It may be a little bit after the show, but we'll definitely put it up there. And when we do the podcast, we'll add those links to there. So your the more the more that you talk, the more interesting this gets. So how do the do you have any idea how these beings view us as a race? Is you know, American, uh, European, uh, do, do they have a certain view on us or are they just viewing us as, and I hate to say it, as incubators and cattle almost? I think you basically just nailed it there. I mean, um, uh, and I'm going to have to go back, revert back to the Bible, going back to the Bible again. And I believe that when the fight for ownership of earth came about there were so many species and i believe that they came to finally an agreement and um the species that were fighting uh came to an agreement and they all basically this is my own view of it that they took on a continent each one of them took on a continent to um do testing on you know the people and if you stop and think about it the chinese don't look like the uh North Americans, the North Americans don't look like the Aborigines, the Aborigines don't look like the Swedes, and so forth. And everybody can say, well, it's due to the location. Well, it also could be due to, you know, the tweaking of the DNA as well. 
something interesting There's about about you saying that. I, I hate to interrupt you, but about 5,000 BC, you had all these ancient cultures all of a sudden started worshiping the underworld gods. They started worshiping the snake. They started worshiping. I mean, you saw this in Egypt. You saw this in um, South America. You saw it in Africa. You saw it everywhere, and including the Native American Indians. Mm-hmm. All at the same time, there was like this immediate great awakening in these structures like the great pyramids were built and they were built to true north and i brought this up earlier and you know the equinox they would line these things up to where the sun would hit perfectly coming in and out of these oh keep going i'm sorry it's just it all of that all at once Uh is just yeah it's and stop and think about it even the uh vatican is in the form of a snake, which is, what is a snake but a reptile? Yeah. So are a lot of these alien species, are they reptilian in nature or are... Maybe the major ones is, maybe that's the whole thing, you know, maybe maybe they took over a lot of what, a lot of the ones, the, the civilizations that are lost. Just like uh, apparently, you know, we know that Atlantis, Mu, Lemira, you know, those those uh, continents were gone. We we don't know if uh, how many others were also gone. Those could be other, you know, those could have been other of other races and species as well. How many races Plus, and species have you had encounters with? Three. And what are the differences between the three? Um, and when I say three, I mean I've seen three. Uh, the ones that had taken me, at first I thought they were tall grays. But after looking at the, um, I can't even think of the name of it now. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but they're they're like blue, but the they weren't really blue. It was like a mix. The color because I asked the one to be able to touch his face, and but only if I wasn't. That was the only time that I ever asked a question when I was taken. Can I touch your face? But only if I don't get sick. So apparently, I must have knew prior that if I touch their skin, knowing that they're secrete through their skin, that I might get sick. Or that, you know, the 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 weapons that they use, the power that they use, I you know, if I touch their skin, it might go through me. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, well, I was allowed to touch his face. And um, upon doing so, you know, I noticed that it's a super, it was super fine, like, fine sandpaper, the fine grade sandpaper. Mm-hmm. But the color of their skin were not the the, the name wants wants to come through again. <sighs> Begins with an A. Oh my god, I'm getting on my nerves. Um but yeah, I mean the, it wasn't the tall grays though. It was like a mix. It looked like a hybrid between two. But I've uh, I've spoke with the Pleiadians, and I've also um, 
met with three reptilians before in a forest. And I don't know what that was about, but it, it wasn't a bad experience. It was just, I guess, to see, to show that, you know, I could, apparently. Interesting. So do you feel that you have the ability to, if you wanted, and I, I know this is going to sound like a crazy question, be able to have the ability to call them at any time that you would like to? You know, I've been asked that before, and I've never, I've never taken it upon myself to try. Let's put it like that. I've never taken it upon myself to try. So, because they used to come so often, you know, I mean, that I didn't have to, that they were just there. So when, when they would come and they would get you, did you feel tired the next day? And did you have missing time experiences and all of those, I would, I would say crazy classic symptoms of abduction experiences. I don't want to say time, a loss of time because it would be at night. So I really didn't pay attention to that. Um, I don't, I don't recall, you know, having the symptoms and that. I, I, I don't think that I ever paid attention to that. Interesting. Do you think the alien abductions are attached to your ability to talk to other spirits? Well, it wasn't until after I, I think it's like a give and take thing. I really do because uh, a lot of us seem to have gotten um, more clarity and more gifts after it's like, you know, we're taking you, but we'll give you this. You understand? Yeah. So, to me, that's my understanding of that. It's amazing. Well, we're about ready to come up to the end of the show here. Um, is there anything that you want to say to the listening audience? You've been you've been very open and very much shared everything, and I really appreciate that. This is... This has to be one of the, the most interesting shows that I've done in the history of doing this show, just quite frankly, honestly. Is there anything that you want to say to the, to the, to the listening audience? For those that feel that they've uh, been taken or have experienced something, don't be afraid to come forth. Even, you know, I, just like I said, I think the uh, social media has been great for that. Um, Feel out the different groups. There are good groups that will not take any crap and don't allow any trolls, such as my group. And there's a handful of um, others that I deal with that I help monitor and admin as well. That we do not allow anybody into the group. I I was when I first told my story the first time, I was berated and belittled and torn apart so badly that I left the group, and when I left the group, I was, I mean, I was called all kinds of names after, and my, my kids were called names, was laughed at, you know, I was laughed at. When I left that group that night, I, um, I, my phone got blown up by people calling, you know, texting me on Messenger saying, you know, we, you know, we want to tell you my story, I want to listen to yours, and can you help me with this? 
but they sidelined and didn't say a word when I was getting ripped up. I, that I didn't appreciate, but that's another reason why I, my son-in-law and my daughter told me, Mom, make your own group and never allow that to happen again. And that's exactly what I did. Well, what is the name of that group, just out of curiosity? Of what group? Mine? Yes. My group is called Not So Paranormal. Okay. So it's uh, I have everything in it um, that's got to do with paranormal because the name paranormal is an umbrella for everything that's not able to be, you know, identified or whatever. So if folks want a safe place to go talk about their experiences, that's the place to go. What a night. Wow. Like to say thank you to the International Shortwave Station for carrying us, WTWW, and all of our other local affiliates. And folks, if you have something to disclose to us or want us to try to jump onto something, 1-833-880-9899, 1-833-880-9899. Get up there, dial the number, follow the prompts, and leave us a message, and we'll definitely cover it. That's exactly what we did with this one. This has been Radio Disclosure.